It is balls cold outside, but luckily we had the NFL hot stove to keep us warm. We're going to be talking all things NFL Combine today. Going to be putting our thumb on the pulse of the free agent market, especially the quarterbacks. That is a loaded class. We haven't seen a QB class like this in free agency in quite some time. We're going to touch on that, talk about Cam Newton's future with the Carolina Panthers, and just where the fuck is Tom Brady going? All that and more on this episode of the Sports Desk Podcast. this but it's the year of the quarterback no whatever whatever welcome to the sports s podcast uh, i'm noah joined as always by my co-host bennett Afternoon. um yeah it's the year of the quarterback and the combine sucks making the combine free uh or prime time is not fun kevin colbert suggested that and uh i don't yeah. like it it's, it's safe to say the suggestion is just as shitty as the person who made it. So. I saw this article about how they need to make the quarterback drills like a modern day quarterback workout. Yeah, instead I feel of like it's just throwing it on your feet like flat footed. Like, yeah. get these guys out of the pocket. Let's see them move. Let's see you throw on the run. Let's see you roll out to the left and then throw it back across your body to the right. Escape ability, like, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And. It's very true. Like, why are these guys still throwing five-yard outs? We know every guy that's invited to the combine can throw a five-yard out. Who cares? I don't want to see that. I don't. Yeah, I mean, you came this far for a reason. If you can't throw a five-yard out by now, hang it up. Or go work for PFF. I also saw a tweet, and uh, this is a good point, and I don't know. It's not going to go over well because the NFL does not like to change and is about tradition, and that's why they still measure – the distance to the first down with a stick basically <laughs> instead of using sky judges like the AAF and the XFL do um but why don't we the senior bowl is a huge part of scouting huge part the combine is a huge part of scouting why don't we combine those two why do we wait a month between the senior bowl and the combine why don't we just make it all in the same week yeah, it would, it would like just have, make have for... the senior bowl guys like, all right, senior bowl, whatever. That's good for the upperclassmen, but even the underclassmen, like just have a have a combine game, basically. Yeah, I, I kind of see what you're saying. Good there. point. It's a it's a better barometer because it gets it gets more talent <coughs> on the field. It kind of it marginalizes it. it well, I should say it, it um it doesn't marginalize um another swath of yeah. players like underclassmen. It kind of just. It kind of just isolates the seniors, and I, I haven't really understood why it's just the senior bowl. I mean, I guess they want a unique look at, you know, the upperclassmen, the guys who have really progressed through four years. Well, they did make years. that rule this year. I think this was the first year they did it, but guys like Jordan Love could participate in the senior bowl because they have a degree. Because Jordan Love was a junior, and he yeah, played I mean, in the senior bowl. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a small step. But, but I, I, I we're going to talk about this later, but yeah. uh, we might as well just get into it, like how much the combine actually matters and if it even should be really looked at the, into that much. Um, like I truly believe that I, if I'm a scout 
I'm putting a lot more stock into the Senior Bowl and those practices in that game than I am into the Combine. I don't care if a guy can run a 40-yard dash. I want to know how fast. Like we were just talking about how fast. You asked me how fast the LaVisca Shane Nault run. And I'm like, he ran a 4-5, 4-4 or something. But he's a lot faster with the ball in his hands on the field. Yeah, there's there's a difference between straight line speed. Exactly. And, you know, on a case-by-case basis, not not every guy who is fast per se is going to have straight line speed. Speed comes in different forms, shapes, like and sizes. Henry Ruggs running a 4.28 yesterday or 4.26. Which one? 4.28, right? 4.31 unofficially. No. Henry Ruggs? 4.28. Mm. Nah, Schefter said it's a 4.31. Oh, we we trust Schefter. I don't care. I, I care about what was said on the field at yeah, the time. We're taking our own bait. <laughs> um, but he's a lot faster than that Yeah, on no, the field. No, you're yeah. absolutely correct. He's a lot faster. I said, did I send you that video of them racing? Oh, the track guys in yeah. the 100? Yeah. Dude, that's, I would almost say that's more telling than the 40 because exactly. it, it kind of prefaces like long speed. And if you're going to break off like a 75-yard catch like they actually want these like, guys to do. Obviously, that tells a, you more. A forty-yard dash matters. It, it matters, but it shouldn't matter if you look at the guys that have ran the fastest forty-yard dashes. Outside of Chris Johnson, none of them have done shit in the NFL. None of them. Yeah, not really. No, Dree mean, Archer. Huh. Dree Archer's college highlight tape. Kent, Kent State, if you remember it. John Sick. John Ross is not good. I'm not I'm not closing the book on John Ross yet. He's kind of been snake bitten by injuries. I am. All those guys are snake bitten by injuries because they're all ten pounds. Yeah, I mean that's fair. It's <laughs> yeah. often the smaller guys running running the faster and 40s. That's, that's why like I'm so glad Henry Ruggs didn't yeah. break the record because I don't want him to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I I don't want him. Uh, by the way, John Ross does not hold the record. Chris Johnson still does. Officially, yeah. John Ross has the record. But if you watch the hologram thing where they match him up, John Ross was. I, I've seen it slower. actually. So yeah, Chris whatever. Johnson did have a step, but yeah. really just to kind of like checkmate this discussion, the whole having a whole event built around strictly measurables it really discounts film. Yeah, and what you know what a player's whole body of work we, is. We saw. I just watched that video on Twitter. Oh, Okuda of them asking Okuda like, "What? How are you going to improve your sloppy play?" And he's like, "I had zero pass interference or holding calls this year. Like, go watch the film." Yeah. Like, so guys are asking interviewers are asking these guys questions at media day or whatever it's called now, and they don't even know who they're talking to. Like, I want to see Javon Kinlaw dominate in a practice i don't want to watch like henry ruggs run a 40 i'm sorry I'm yeah sorry. i mean like, I, I want to watch football I, this is football right yeah when else besides the combine when does anybody run a 40 yard dash in football they don't do it at practice no no not at all it's just wa- it's just like a, a wonky way of you know scouts trying to trying to really get an, an even deeper look at, at players performance wise but it's I mean it's it's performative because the players are you know kind of commencing in these drills and all but it yeah. takes away from the performative aspect of playing football exactly. these are measurable we saw drills Colin Coward shout out to Rodney Williams for uh fan of the podcast yeah for letting us know about it but Colin Coward went off about Joe Burrow not being a solid quarterback because he has small hands Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. 
Dude, dude has the best uh, college football season probably yeah. ever. Ah, oh, man. You know what? Fuck it. He's done. He won't survive. The next level hands are too small. You know what they say about small hands. So I think I think the combine is good, but I think that we need to stop putting so much stock into it and try to make it a primetime thing. I think it was perfectly fine where it was during the day when no one's watching because it's not a big deal. It shouldn't be a big deal. It, yeah, no. And them trying to change it this year, like with the different workouts and everything, we saw guys like Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Caleb Von Chason, Grant Delpit, Tua Tagovailoa, Tagovailoa, my bad, and Javon Kinlaw. All those top guys did not work out because, I mean, outside of Tua, all of them, and, and Javon Kinlaw, um, all of those guys are like, yeah, we're not being the guinea pigs for your guys' new experiment that you're doing. <laughs> I love that quote. All those LSU guys, they had the longer season. I mean, they had two yeah. week longer season than Alabama did, and they're like, "We just got done playing. I'm not. Yeah. I don't care." Like uh, Grant Delpit has everything to prove at this combine. Did not work out. That shows how much stock. Well, guys are guys are taking the pro day route more often, and exactly. it goes back to the not wanting to be a guinea pig thing, especially for quarterbacks. I mean, not that not that Tua has a choice. He did pass his medical, by the way. He's we'll say he's good for now. Mm-hmm. It's still a long timeline with that he, kind of injury. He is targeting March 9th, to be clear. March 9th. Okay, so. that's literally like 10 days. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll, uh, that's definitely something that's going to be coming up here in the news again soon. But for now, pass is medical. But just in general, this whole this whole pro day thing, this is the route that guys are going now, especially I, like, like I was just saying for quarterbacks, a lot more autonomy. You mentioned to me. The whole Wentz thing, it's like, who the fuck was Wentz throwing to at the end of the season? A quarterback is not going to want to go into an evaluative process not exactly. knowing the guys that he's throwing if to. If I'm Joe Burrow, I'm like, I'm not throwing to these guys that I, I've never thrown to in yeah. my life. I'm going to go throw to Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson and two of the best receivers in the nation. Yeah, And I'm going to do that. Not I'm everybody not, has that perk necessarily. No, but like what I'm saying is you build a trust with this guy. Like Jalen Hurts, I'm going to go throw to C.D. Lamb. I'm not going to throw to Chase Claypool, even though Chase Claypool is pretty good. Oh, he's I, pretty. He's pretty good. He's a gold domer. Pretty good. I know him. But C.D. Lamb is so much better. And that's Jalen Hurts is a guy yeah, for exactly, all intents and purposes. Exactly. Shredded so, the Big Twelve for the and last. And you build three. a trust with these guys, and you know how fast they are. Like I was watching Jake Fromm throw. Uh, go routes yesterday and I'm thinking to myself like dude he has no idea how fast these guys are like he, his first time throwing to all these guys like how if I'm I put myself in his shoes if I'm a quarterback you've never thrown or your quarterback you've never thrown to me a day in your life and you know you have to throw a go route like <laughs> like at three times in a row four times in a row how many however many times they do it in a row like you don't know speed like you don't build a uh, relationship in one throw like that it, it's stupid yeah it's it's i mean you build rapport rep rep exactly. by rep and if like you want to if you're in the nfl you have practice yeah you get to go exactly. to dinner with your receivers you get to learn like i watched a video of uh lou garrett blunt after he fumbled a handoff in the playoff game um from nick Foles. And he was like, yeah, Nick just, like, when he hands it off to me, he sticks it, like, he slams it into my chest. I wasn't expecting that. When Carson does it, it's a little lighter. So these guys don't, like, obviously, they have a different way of handing off the ball. They have a different way of, 
uh, Jake Fromm, his slant route may be a little lower than a guy like Burroughs. Like, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, so, like, it, I don't know. If you... I, if you want to evaluate, if you want to evaluate these guys, like I've been saying, evaluate them on what they've done on the field, not in yeah. stupid, wonky, you know, overcategorized, measurable drills. And who who has Joe Burrow had his on-field success with? Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So he should be able to throw with guys he has a rapport with at his pro day. I mean, yeah. I'm and, sure some scouts underrated part of the pro day. Yeah. You get to work out with your trainer. Exactly, you get stretched out by your coaches. It's just a comfortability angle, but I'm sure on your home field. Yeah, I'm sure some of these scouts are going to want to see these guys throw to receivers they've never thrown to. You know, cold turkey. It's more of a. Did you see? It's more pressure on the quarterback. I guess I don't know. That's all I could really think of for kind of the inverse of what we're talking about. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Did you see your uh, um, uh, the picture of Bill Belichick? Middle Tennessee, his <laughs> yeah. pro day in this pouring rain. Yeah, dedicated forty something years in the league, still, still canvassing. Yeah, <laughs> that's just that's, that's funny. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Funny little funny little side note there. Uh, BB still does uh, still does the hard work out there in the rain. But I do want to touch on uh, Joe Burrow. I know we were talking about before the show, like you know, kind of kind of like the quarterbacks in the draft not wanting to play a particular place Eli Manning comes to mind yada yada Mm. there was that narrative around Joe Burrow that he was going to say you know what fuck Cincinnati they're bad they don't know how to win I don't want to play there yada yada I I just I don't see that being the case he came out and said he would love to play for the Bengals I have the exact quote written down yeah he said say that I'm a ball player that's what he said whoever picks me I'm going to show up yeah, and he mentioned, like, Baker Mayfield going to the Browns at one. He's like, it kind of just comes with the number one pick. You know, yeah. you go through the ups and downs. You uh, you grow <clears throat> you grow with the franchise. So it's He also said good that. Good we got that reassurance. There despite. wasn't. He, he was like, you guys, I've never said that I wouldn't play. Like, I just didn't say anything because there hasn't been much contact between us and me and Cincinnati. Yeah. And I didn't want to come out and say that and be, like, the cocky number one pick wannabe and then fall. Like he's basically like you guys made the narrative that I yeah. never wanted to play. I never said that. And it's a good point. We did. We did. I mean, when there's when when there's so much information, we got sucked up into it. Like uh, you create preliminarily, these little false rumors. Like, yeah. And when there's so much information, there's a good chance that there's you know a good bit of disinformation as well. And it's easy in, in this age with you know social media, all these all these platforms, all these outlets. It's easy to get caught up in bullshit narratives. But Joe Burrow wants to play for the Cincinnati Bengals. So let's uh let's put that rumor to rest that he doesn't. Some bullshit hometown guy going back to his hometown franchise. So it's a great story, and it is affirmed that he wants to play for yeah. them. So turn that bullshit off. Um, and then Redskins. Yeah, moving right to the they, number two pick. They interviewed Tua and Burrow, and uh, now it's coming out that they're apparently uh, interested in quarterback if Tua is healthy. Um, and we talked about it before. I don't want to bite on this too hard. I don't want to bite on the play the action. Cliff Kingsbury hour, or, uh, Cliff Kingsbury think, model. Model, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, but. Like you said, they could be just saying this so they could trade down and mm-hmm. get a team like Miami or even like I don't know. I don't. I don't. We know. just we just Los had Los Angeles. To, we just uh, had to and, mention this. Any you know, of the guys, we both said it, and that's in the trade sense. We felt an obligation to mention it. Yeah. 
Chase and, Young is the best player in this draft, and he yeah. should go number one. Ron Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera loves Chase Young, yeah. and let's just let's just put something to rest as far as like you know, oh, people are only gonna draft best player available. Yeah. Like I heard, uh, I heard some some overpaid cuck talking about this the other day. I forget where it was at. It was probably it was probably PFF. I hope this come back comes back and bites us in the ass. Who cares? But don't care. Um, <clears throat> when, when you when you speak bullshit, you're gonna get called all, called out on it, no matter how big our platform is. Yep. Or I should say how little our platform is or how big your platform is. When you speak bullshit, you're, you're going to get called on it. They, they were saying how, and I don't want to straw man them. I'm just going off what I saw in a video. But they were saying how, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a best player available age. You know, teams don't draft off need. It's not logical to draft off need in the NFL draft. So you're telling me you have a gaping void at quarterback and you're going to draft Chase Young at one? Yeah, un unfucking no. likely No, absolutely. And for the Redskins, you just drafted a quarterback last year. So you're gonna you're gonna go to it too. Like it just it doesn't make much sense. But I mean, we don't want to take too you know too much of the bait here. It's just it's just a conversation worth having, considering that they, that the Redskins brought Tua in and they you might know, do it. They new new like regime, I like I told new you, regime, new quarterback, new, coach, that. new quarterback. It's the same thing that happened with Arizona. Um, next, kind of talk about the guys that like killed it at the combine. Obviously, Henry Ruggs. Definitely, it made himself a top fifteen pick. I yeah, mean, solidified it with the forty with the vertical. Philadelphia, we're a little nervous that we won't get a top receiver, so we might be trading up. Uh, we're afraid of Denver taking him. Apparently, I'm more afraid that Oakland will take him because we've seen Oakland kind of ignore other big boards and everything and go with their guy when they drafted uh, Cleveland Farrell last year. Um, no one expected that yeah, at no. all. No Shot one. out of the yeah. dark. We had so, him in like the mid-teens, yeah. 20s. <clears throat> so I, I could definitely see something like that happening. I could definitely see them. Tr yeah, They said it. Uh, John Gruden's been very open about them needing top-end speed. And C.D. Lamb is not a top-end speed guy. Like It's not what they need, really. Um, just doesn't fit the narrative yeah. for the Raiders. Henry Ruggs does yeah. just win, baby. So I could I could see that happening. Now, another guy, your guy, Chase Claypool. And, dude, yeah, he, he killed it. He's yeah. the juice. Especially because didn't he work out with the tight ends? Um, no, I could have swore he ran. He ran with the receivers, I thought. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because he, he he's kind of like a I've hybrid heard, I've receiver. I've heard that he's going to be moved to tight end. That's what I heard. But uh, if anybody I, can make the transition, it's him. I'm going to go on record and say he's, be he's better than Miles Boykin. Definitely, definitely. It was just a matter of time, I think. So, I mean, you know, here, here he is now. Yeah. You don't often see a uh, someone who was nominally a wide receiver prospect. You don't often see that, like, tight end flexibility. I mean, we talk about it, but to really see it in the way he performed yesterday, his stock is his stock is going to go up. Right. And it's and a, it's a smart move, you know, not being <clears throat> not wanting to be billed a wide receiver in this deep class. Your stock is just going to go up that way because the tight end class is, is – much more hollow than that of the wide receiver class. Not to say there isn't good tight ends. We saw Albert O from uh, Mizzou. Yeah, he blew the forty out of the water. He ran four four nine. Claypool right? ran a four four two, and <sighs> had a Jeez. ten six broad jump and a forty inch vertical. And he's six four. Yeah, and that's my guy, Donovan yeah. Peoples Jones, who mm. I love, and I think he's going to be a really. I've good I've been hearing receiver. his name just because 
of his athleticness. He uh, was on a shitty Michigan team. Let's oh, just yeah. let's terrible, just let's terrible. just say that. Let's and just say that. I've wanted to put him in first rounds of mocks before. Like I, I could see it happening. And just because like early, early second, just because he doesn't have the statistics, like people still draft quarterbacks that had terrible college careers. Daniel Jones was not good in college. Daniel Jones did not produce. Good rookie year, though. No. Minus the fumbles. Not at all. Josh Allen wasn't that good in college. Like Wyoming. Pat, Pat Mahomes, very average in college. Like, all these guys were like, eh. Like, if you watch their college film, you're like, you're drafting this guy? It's because they Mitch, have the Mitch ability. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, exactly. The example. But Donovan Peoples-Jones ran a 448, 11-7 uh, broad jump, and a 44-inch vertical. And isn't he like six two already, six one? I'm looking it up right now. Donovan Peoples. Yeah, nah, it's it, I'm gonna shit when he's taller than six one. Let's see. Because I I thought he was. Dude, he, he only had. Four hundred and thirty eight yards last. Year. <laughs> oh my god, Shea, yeah, Shea Patterson can really he can really he's fling really it. Good. Six two. Six two. All right, we'll, we'll take it. I mean, shit. Six that's... two, two hundred and seventy pounds. You said his vertical was what? Forty four inches. <sighs> Contested catches out the ass. That was that's better than Ruggs, and I think he's he's taller than Ruggs. So you you name two guys who are really good as far as contested catches go. Um the <coughs> the speed trend was Those really, are my winners. Yeah, definitely. And Herbert. Herbert killed it. Absolutely. Killed it. Could not have had a better combine. That he, was the guy that was gonna do it. We've been yeah. talking about it for a year that oh, this guy's I, gonna come and kill the I combine. I do think a guy that had a little bit of a disappointing combine and like uh, disappointing, not really, but like could have could have could have definitely killed it and made him a first or like a top fifteen yeah. pick, and he still might be one. Who knows? Right. But Jacob Eason, he could have like done a little better. He, he definitely could have made him like little left to where be we're desired. talking about like Indianapolis, Tampa Bay, like all these guys that need project quarterbacks. Maybe like mm-hmm. Jacob Eason is that guy. So, but then again, we said it like. We know that Jacob Eason can make those throws. So him throwing a five yard out and a and a go route should not improve his stock that much. We know he can throw against there. Yeah. The Fair. problems he had in college is he can't really get out of the pocket. He can't mm-hmm. make throws on the mobility's an issue. So I want to see workouts where he's doing that. That's what I mean. Right? Yeah, I, I want to see like when you when you test guys on what they can already do. It's kind, I feel like it's kind of a moot point. It's a little too repetitious. When you put, if you really want to put someone under the microscope in an evaluative process, you press them on their on, on what they can't do. You press them on their weaknesses and make them and make them show you that they've you know improved, evolved that part of the game of their game that is perceived as a weakness. That's a, that's a true test of skill, a true test of practice. It shows you know work ethic. So yeah, I, I wish that you know from a quarterback standpoint, like we were talking about, they kind of you know modernize some of these drills because. A pocket passer is not the only type of quarterback you see in the league. Look at the league MVP this year. You want to sit here and tell me he's a pocket passer by definition? Come on, man. I mean, he was great in the pocket, but a thousand some rushing yards. He broke yeah. the rushing record for for a quarterback. He's not simply a pocket passer, and he's contrary to some folks' belief. Shout out Bill Polian. He's still a QB. Yeah. So I mean, they just need to modernize that shit as far as QBs go, and. Do you want to keep it QBs? We gotta yeah. we gotta talk about our guy, Cam Newton. I mean yeah. so, the Panthers are moving forward. What Schefter do you think? did say though. He did say that this is subject to change. It okay. Could change. 
So he, apparently the Panthers are moving forward with Cam Newton. End quotes. Yeah. But, I again, if I'm a team that has a starting quarterback and I want to draft a quarterback, I'm going to say we're, we're, we're sticking with him. So I get teams to be like, hey, are you sure about that? Like, <laughs> you want this first-round pick? Like, I think Cam Newton is worthy of a late first, early second. I do believe that. So maybe they're trying to do the same thing that the Redskins are doing and just, you know, get the market Te- a little, yeah. a little frazzled stir, up. Stir, stir it up. Stir the pot a little. Yeah. I um I did hear Matt Rule say in his interview. I mean, this is also subject to change per uh, per what Cliff Kingsbury said about Josh Rosen last year. He said he's excited to work with them. He praised Cam Newton's work ethic. You know his uh his desire to get back. You bring Joe Brady into the fold. Who wouldn't want to work with a guy like that? Cam's still under contract for another year. Um, the pan it doesn't seem like the Panthers are going to cut him. I mean, it's a little early to kind of you know implicate that, but doesn't seem like they're going to cut him. They've thrown a lot of money in his direction, but they need they need to invest not just money in Cam Newton. They need to invest in putting talent around yeah, him. Exactly. He has he has the playmakers. Um, could he be protected a little better? I would I would certainly say so, but um it's just kind of unfortunate circumstances with Luke Keekley um walking out the door. It's a lot to be desired on the defensive side of the football. They kind of got cooked in the latter half of the season for for lack of a better description, they're bottom five in a lot of major defensive statistics. So I, I tend to think they're going to go defense in the draft, but if they get a good defensive prospect like an Isaiah Simmons, that that's a net positive for their team, which in a way will help Cam Newton. I do look forward to them drafting offensive line, though, Yeah, if they're going to keep Cam back <laughs> If they're keeping I, – I don't know, though, because their offensive line's not that bad, and they drafted Greg Little last year. Project. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think that – if Isaiah Simmons is still there, even if Okuda's still there, that, those are good guys that you, yeah. you need a defense. Either, either yeah. one. Like you're you like you said, he has weapons around him. Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in the league. Uh, I'll yeah. put it on wax right there. Uh DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are solid receivers. DJ Moore's a thousand yard receiver, easily. Oh yeah, he is. Curtis Samuel could develop into a thousand yard receiver. I wouldn't be surprised. Especially if Cam Newton is on top of his game and having yeah. another MVP year, I mean, and it, the kind of offense that Carolina like runs or the style of play that Cam Newton has, where he gets out of the pocket a lot and makes a lot of those like like I said, mobile throws, you don't really need that good of an O line. Like I was thinking about that a lot. Like especially with all this success that Baltimore had, yeah, Baltimore had a good O line, but they don't really need it with a guy like Lamar. Or a guy like Mahomes who can like just throw with thirty guys in his face. Like, yeah, it doesn't imp- really matter. improvise. So like I I don't know if I would put that much stock in O line like to draft. I'm not it saying it's. I'm not saying especially it's, if Jedrick is gone. I'm not saying it's seven. Yeah. I'm saying just in general because oh, yeah. I mean that tackle class is deep. We talked about how some guys are kind of going to gravitate up the board based on who's there, who's not. So I mean you might see some of these, you know, more second round guys talent wise come up into the late first. Yeah earlier second so i mean it's just just based on needs i think it's something to consider you know cam's injury history they should they should want to protect them and i mean even if it's not going to be cam you should want to protect you know hypothetically the guy going forward so yeah. just i mean just a few things to think about there matt rule and joe brady i mean it's hard to think of a better offensive coaching tandem so i mean we'll see i think the panthers are definitely going to improve from last yeah. year kyle and allen like, really like we fucked said, them over like we said with uh 
Washington, new coach, new quarterback. Like it, it, it's just a trending theme going on, and I, I could see it. I could see them drafting a quarterback. I especially if if Tua or Herbert is still there somehow, it could happen. It could happen. It's, it's. I mean, it's not something because that you could rule then you out. could trade Cam Newton for another first pick, and then you get your linebacker, safety, corner, yeah. whatever you need. I mean that um that that seven pick. I mean, it really has a lot of flexibility. We've been saying the draft starts at like three or four because we know who the you know the first few picks are going to be, kind of etched in stone. But um, that this is certainly a point where. It starts to heat up. You might see a QB hungry team kind of want to yeah. come up. Maybe the Panthers trade back in that way. So I mean, we'll see. There's a lot of flexibility with this pick. We, I could probably think of eight guys that could go to the Panthers at seven if they don't trade. So I mean, we'll see. Certainly good with uh, with Cam Newton coming yeah. back in the building. It's a it's a net win when you have a former I, MVP under center. I saw this the new theory on Twitter. Yeah, and I want to run it by you. By yeah. the way, I'm, I'm not I'm not you know stamping this as my own. Like, it's a theory. I, yeah. It's a, and I do not think this will happen. It's kind of out there. And something it's that something you heard. that would happen in Madden, probably. <laughs> if the Panthers traded up somehow to get the second pick, and then, so trade up to the second pick, then you field calls for the teams that want quarterback. Because if you move up to the second pick, you're getting a quarterback. That's why the Panthers would do yeah. that. So you move up to the second pick, and then... You're like, all right, we're fielding all calls for the Chargers, the Dolphins, whoever. You get another first-round pick and move back somehow because Miami might think that that's useful, you know? Like Miami might trade their last first-round, their 28, what is it, 27th pick or something like that. 24, no, 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 no. That's the Saints. I think Miami might be picking 29? Nah. Nah, we did this shit in order. I'm dumb. One second, bro. So, Miami's five. And, of course, it's the one I fucked up. How how are we missing our draft order? This is shameful. They have the 26th. Yeah, 26th. I knew it it was somewhere. So, they trade the the fifth pick and the 26th to move up to two. Because they still have the second round picks, so that's it. Kind of makes sense, like late, late in the first, like it's basically the same thing as having an early second. Like, yeah. You know, um, so they trade those two to Carolina. So Carolina trades back again after already being, and now they're at five. So yeah. now, you know, Chase Young is going to go, and then whoever goes at uh, five or uh, with the Giants, who who knows, like. I, I think they're going Jedrick Wills, but who knows? Jerry um, Jerry Judy, who knows? <laughs> yeah, if right. anything's possible. Fuck PFF. <laughs> but then the Panthers have the fifth pick. They can take Simmons. They can take Akuda, whoever they want. Just not a quarterback yet. Then uh-huh. with the twenty sixth pick, that's they where take they take Jordan Love. That's where they get their quarterback. Jordan Love, probably because they don't have a lot of picks. They have like five picks this year. So this whole theory is so built this whole around... theory is about them trading up to get more draft capital. So they're wasting draft capital basically, but but it's kind of smart because when you think about it, the guy's reason I I favorited it. I could give credit yeah thumb to through thumb through the favorites. I mean this but is definitely some who, Madden shit. Whoever basically this is what he's saying. There's not a quarterback next year 
without within the like bottom bottom first round second round third round whatever worthy of drafting like for a starting quarterback so the guy was like you trade late into the first this year and get a project guy let cam newton still start or trade him whatever you want to do and then that way you get your guy hold on i'll find drewski no that's not whatever or dead air dead air all right tom brady is going to tennessee tennessee yeah i've been here in oakland and i thought oh yeah oakland and indianapolis is who his reps were talking to is the last is the last i heard but the way the way the guy from tennessee was talking their gm whose name kevin is kevin light is the guy oh okay yeah say his name is escaping me but uh no, I'm saying Kevin Light's the guy that tweeted that. Oh, that tweeted that. Oh, shit, yeah. It just, just goes to show that I'm really up on my uh, Tennessee Titans staff. But their GM was their GM was not committing to Ryan Tannehill. He's like, oh, yeah, Derrick no, yeah. Derek Henry, fuck yeah. We're going to re-sign him back up the fucking Brinks truck is what he said in no uncertain yeah. terms. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Um, but he was non-committal to They're Ryan They're going to franchise Tannehill. tag Ryan Tannehill. You think? Easily. They're going to re-sign one of them and tag the other, and Derrick Henry is not playing on a franchise so, tag, in my opinion. So how the fuck is Tom Brady going there, then? He's not going there. Where do you think he's going? Oakland? I don't know. I cannot see him going anywhere besides New England. <sighs> like, realistically. Dude, I, I, I know it's like an it. optics thing, but like all I'm hearing is Brady is not going back. Yeah, but... We hear that with somebody every. I I know I know, but like let's just put it out there. The options like when LeBron came a free agent, when he was with the Heat, everybody was like, "There's no way he's going back to Cleveland." Yeah, there's no, no way. There's no way. No. I mean, Bruce. Here's one for ten for Tampa Bay, and this is kind of the one that's been sticking with me. Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians just says what. The oh fuck? yeah, he, what says, he said, yeah, he yeah. says anything. Yeah. And that's not to say that he's full, have, that he's full of shit, it. but like he's just older guy. He's at that. He's kind of reminds me of my grandfather. He's at that age. He just doesn't give a fuck. So he says, I think it was he was sitting down with like NFL Network or something like that. He says, "Yeah, we got a guy we want in free agency, but if we don't get him, we're bringing Jameis back yeah. on a on basically a cheapy two year deal." Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna sit here Which and say I, I read the comments on that. Dude, he's right. It's like, not Phillip Rivers. Jameis has, <laughs> has no leverage whatsoever. Fuck no. Absolutely so, not. So it's like, dude, if we don't want, like, if we get yeah. the guy we want, we don't want you. If we don't get the guy we want, we'll take you. Whatever. Yeah. So Jameis is kind of stuck in You know in the who middle. the guy he was talking about is? Jacob Eason. Isn't that crazy? I thought, no, no. <laughs> I thought he said free agency, but he was talking about Eason? No, I'm just I was like, what? <laughs> that, free agency guy that's, not that's the draft getting drafted to them so oh shit I, I cannot wait for this draft by yeah, the way that shit's gonna be crazy i mean free agency is gonna be bat shit this qb class is deep, <clears throat> deep. <laughs> uh yeah hell of we a, said we were going to end at 30 minutes and it's 35 minutes so hell of a voice Perfect. crack yeah five more five more minutes alone for that fucking voice crack sound like a broken window yeah, it's the year of the quarterback. It's deep. Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, Winston, uh, Teddy B, Marcus Mariota, Phillip Rivers, uh, Case Keenum, if you want to throw him in there, Taysom Hill, Kyle Allen. I think I think Dalton might be a free agent. If he's not, he'll get cut. Fuck him. 
So, I mean, that's that's just, you know, to name a few names there. We haven't had a, a name-heavy QB free agent class like this in a while. So, just something worth considering. And, I mean, that that widget, man, with Bruce Arians, that little that little nugget he threw in there in that interview, oh, if we don't get this guy, it's like, yeah. who the fuck could he be talking about? It, it just leads me to believe it's Tom Brady. We've seen his name kind of around Tampa Bay, Oakland. Um, spoke Rep spoke to Oakland and Indy, like we said. So, I'm going to rule out the charge at this point. I know we kind of mentioned them before as like a heavy suitor, but my instincts tell me they're going to draft quarterback, um, be it, you know, Justin Herbert, Tua. If not, they'll stick with Tyrod really reluctantly, but I, I really just, I really got to lean towards them drafting quarterback at this point. It's just the the writing is kind of on the wall, but I mean, you still, you still have a few people in play, yeah. Oakland, Indy, Tampa Bay, New England, I guess, but do they want to pay him that much? Does he even want to go back? I mean, this is like this is really the first time we've seen Tom Brady hit the open market, so it's it's only going to get more interesting. But we kind of just want to throw a little taster out there with you know some things we things we've been hearing, uh, some developments on that. But besides I that, need you to check your phone. I'm, I'll end the podcast. You you check. Your oh, phone. besides that, I have to check my phone. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for wa- or listening, watching, whatever you're doing. Um, like we said, the year of the quarterback, it's about to get real interesting. Free agency episode coming next week. Um, and then we'll probably do another mock draft here post-combine soon and uh, get that out to you guys. Maybe we'll do a seven-rounder. <laughs> yeah, no, another seven-rounder. All right. Uh, Three-hour marathon. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Thank you guys for tuning back in. Much love, and we will see you next time. Good night, Ryan. Good night, Noah.